Israeli energy and defense targets hit by Gaza-linked cyber attacks. Cheap Android TV boxes shipping with unkillable malware. Most CEO think workers will be back in the office as soon as next year. And should Walmart be data mining your Ozempic? I think that's how you pronounce it. Prescription. I want to welcome you to the official 19th anniversary of the Geek News Central podcast. My name is Todd Cochran. And again, this is episode 1698, separated, uh, celebrating 19 years in podcasting for Monday, October 9th. This show is sponsored by GoDaddy.com and supported by listeners just like you. Great deals from GoDaddy can be found at geeknewscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. You can support this show today at geeknewscentral.com forward slash insider. We are lit and we are live with apps from podcastapps.com. Join the value for value revolution. Earn sats just by watching or switching to a new modern podcast app and watching or listening to the show within that app. Again, a big warm welcome to all of our listeners. Thank you for being here. If you're brand new to the show, make sure you get over to geeknewscentral.com. Follow or subscribe to podcasts. Sign up for the newsletter while you're there. And of course, you can participate interactively in our chat room at geeknews.chat or you can always send me an email. It's real easy. Geeknews at gmail.com, geeknews at gmail.com, at geeknews on X. And of course, you can follow me on Facebook. Partner shows are all linked to geeknewscentral.com, com that includes the new media show co-hosted by myself, Mr. Rob Greenlee, the gadget professor with Mr. Don Bain, who's out in Europe at this time. Of course, the GNC Week in Review with Scott and Kirk. Of course, Kirk is our executive producer here at Geekness Central. Definitely check those shows out at geeknesscentral.com. And of course, we are sponsored by the longest running continuous sponsor of podcasts. That's our good friends at GoDaddy. You're going to save, save large, save here, start now. Go over to geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy where savings begin and really lock in your savings today, whether it be a brand new domain name for just a penny or $1.99 a month economy hosting for the first year of the free domain, $1.99 a month economy hosting for the first year with a free domain, $24 gets you online, gets you up, gets you running or $2.99 a month managed WordPress hosting for the first year. Again, with a free domain, $36, less than $36 gets you online and get you started today. $2.99 a month managed WordPress hosting for that first year or a free trial of GoDaddy website builder. Your choice of personal business or business plus plans. That's a one month free trial. Definitely consider picking up a GoDaddy product or service. And all you have to do again is go over to geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Save large. Savings will vary, but you can save up to 94% on GoDaddy hosting accounts just by using my promo codes. And again, you're supporting a team of writers here, 19 years strong doing this podcast, and the writers that are creating great content on the website. So it's a great way to stay engaged. And uh, thank you so much for GoDaddy being a longtime sponsor here of the podcast. B busy weekend. 
um, really was, uh, and uh, got a lot accomplished. But more importantly, and today I really I didn't realize it until mid afternoon when I was taking care of some stuff, and I happened to really look at the date. I was I wasn't even fully aware of what the date was today until something came up, and I said, "Oh, today's October 9th. Oh, today is the 19 years." Of doing this show, and I'm not going to go into history now. We'll do that on, on 1700. But uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here and being part of the family. Some of you have been from very low digits. It's, it's greatly appreciated. But uh, we're not going to get to 1700 by next Monday, I don't think, because this coming Thursday, I fly out to Washington State to see my new grandchild. And I'll be out there for a couple of days and probably, it all depends, uh, depends on how things go. I may have time to knock one out while I'm there. We'll see. No promises. I'm going to take the gear to do it. But it might be a short one if I get one done. And definitely Kirk is uh, not going to be doing any prep because I'll throw it together at the last minute if I do one. But regardless... If I get one knocked out while I'm down there, it'd probably be just one or over there, not down there, then 1700 would be, uh, will be next week, um, Thursday, if I do that. And if not, it'll be, um, you know, we'll be ahead. I'll miss a couple, but we'll see. You guys, you guys are along for the ride. Don't have to predict uh, something that hasn't, I don't even know if it's going to happen. But, um, but anyway, well, it's just, you know, it's amazing. At times, I, it's hard to believe. Um, been rock and rolling this thing this long, and how how things have advanced and changed over the years. It's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, hearts and prayers go out to those in Israel. My goodness, my goodness. I was I was really in a news blackout. I was not paying attention to anything, and uh, got mentioned. Uh, about it while I was out. I said, really? And I brought up my app and brought up a few news sites and saw what was going on. And hi, 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 hi. So, you know, that's, that's, that's a bad situation and uh, uh, horrible, horrible, horrible. Again, thoughts and prayers to, uh, to uh, those in Israel. Now, at the same time, Israeli energy and defense targets have been hit by cyber hackers. Hackers thought to be from Gaza are attacking energy, defense, and telecommunication firms in Israel's private sector. In a report, Microsoft Reacher said a group it calls Storm 1133 is engaging in cyber warfare to assist Hamas. And we assess this group works to further the interests of Hamas. That is the de facto government authority in the Gaza Strip. As activity attributed has largely affected organizations perceived as hostile to Hamas, Microsoft said. The hackers are also targeting entities linked to Fatah, a Palestinian nationalist and social democratic political party located in the West Bank. In the attacks, hack hackers impersonate Israeli human resource managers, project coordinators, and other professionals, and then reach out to potential victims with phishing messages. The goal of the campaign is to assist Hamas campaign by stealing sensitive information, conducting espionage, delivering malware, and more. Over the weekend, the conflict escalated as multiple hacking groups attacked Israeli's government websites and IT systems, including the famed Ghost of Palestine, the Hacker News reported. 
Around 70 instances where Asian hacktivist groups are actively targeting nations like Israel, India, and even France, primarily due to their alignment with the U.S. And uh, so it's par for the course in this day and age. So more of that, I'm sure, will continue. Sadly, cheap Android TV boxes shipped with unkillable malware. And here's what you need to know. If you've bought an Android TV box for an unknown brand, researchers are warning of some malware. Now, there's a lot of these on. There's a lot of these available. So the TV boxes are, and this you have to go, if you bought one from Amazon or whoever, go to your sales slip or try to figure out the model number. Um, T95, T95Z, T95 Max, X88, Q9, X12 Plus, and the MXQ Pro 5G, and also a tablet called the J5W, are all being shipped with BadBox, a downloader based on the Tritium malware. So the total number of victims is hard to determine, but they've identified at least 74,000 devices connected to TVs that are infected. And uh, there's no word on the identity of the hackers. But it said there are hackers out there offering advertising fraud like Gmail and WhatsApp accounts and remote code installation. These reactors are also offering access to residential networks for a price. They claim to have millions of mobile IP addresses to work with. And uh, you can kind of think of these bad boxes as sleeper cells. They're just sitting there waiting for instruction sets. And they're on your network. Okay? So this is the thing you need to be uh, worried about now, a cybersecurity researcher, Daniel Mizik, was warning consumers about T95 and other models months ago. So um, this has been in the wild for a while. So just be aware, okay, that this is out there. And link will be up in the show notes. If you've got a no-name Android TV, just be aware. Again, most CEOs think workers will be back to the office as normal soon. I'm not so sure about this. KPMG recently released its annual CL Look survey, revering nearly two-thirds, 64% of leaders around the world believe, oh, by, 2020, believe by, by 2026, workers will be back to the office for their full working week. Of the 1,300 chief executives surveyed from the biggest firms in the world, most seem to favor returning to the old ways of working life. What's more, a vast majority, 87%, believe the better pay and promotion opportunities would be on the cards for workers who came back in as opposed to those who stayed at home. I don't know how far they're going to get with that in labor laws, but however, chief executive KPMG in the UK, John Holt cautioned that a one size fits all approach to requiring workers to come in does not exist. And that tensions between leaders and employers could be created if it was tried to bring everyone back to the office. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of people have real estate they want occupied and they want people in the office. Uh, we, we went the other route. We basically said no more. And that's why we closed our office and everyone from Heather Moore will be a uh, remote. Over on the verge, should Walmart be data mining your Ozempic prescription? Data protection laws limit how pharmacy data is used, but Walmart is apparently running market research with anonymized, quote, unquote, unquote, details. 
Walmart, Walmart made headlines with a claim that new weight loss drugs might be making people buy less food. Said that people buy people taking Wegovy and Ozempic and similar drugs showed a slight change in their purchasing habits. Just less units, slightly less calories. How does Walmart know this? Well, it can compare people's prescription history against their food shopping patterns. Now, whenever I picked up a prescription at Walmart, I paid for the prescription at the pharmacy. I've never had food in my cart when I do that. But I guess if I use the same credit card to pay my copay that I use to buy my groceries, they can tie that together. Or how else are they doing it? Are you, I, I, I don't go up to the pharmacy counter with food in my cart and check out there. That's not allowed. Well, it's a kind of data mine that's likely possible and one that raises questions about how private our health information should be. We don't know the details of Walmart's research. The company didn't respond to request. For more information from The Verge and Bloomberg offers a brief two-sentence recap. The Bentonville, Arkansas-based retailer is studying changes in sales patterns using autonomized data on shopper populations that can look at the purchasing charges made among people taking the drug and can also compare those habits to similar people who aren't taking the shots. This is, uh, this is worrying. And we know the going in and you're buying food at any major store, they, and you use a, you know, your promotion card or whatever it is, we know that uh, they're, they're getting all kinds of data. So, HIPAA restricts how companies can release health data it's tied to an individual. The catch here, however, is individual companies, including major chains like CVS and Rite Aid, have faced fines for doing things like throwing out pill bottles with visible patient names and prescriptions. But per Bloomberg, Walmart promises data is anonymized or stripped of identifying details that could be tied back to specific patients. So I don't know how complex data sets can be meaningfully anonymized. This is just fiction, everyone. And what are we consenting to when we sign for something at Walmart? We don't know. There's 82 pages of screens you have to flip through on their little thing. So uh, time would tell. We, we may have gave up this data already willingly and just don't know it. So uh, anyway, be aware. They continue to, to take our data. Google says a budget Pixel phone is not in the cards. Google's VP of mobile business told folks, or told Der Standard, whoever that is, that it would give, that it would involve making too many compromises. Um, and again, there's no plans for a low-cost Pixel. If you look at the Pixel 7, like many devices in the Pixel A series, the phone is known to address the balance between price and performance as it endures a camera hardware upgrade, great display, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, with the new phones, 
and all the new capabilities, etc. Um, have better displays as you would expect and all the things they say about the next generation of phones. But uh, no budget phone. And a very interesting article here from Tech Radar. An AI managed to design a robot that walks from scratch in less than 60 seconds on an AI that was running on a desktop computer. Now, I don't know what this is. I guess this is the robot. But they designed this, the AI designed this. For those of you that are listening, it looks like a, a, a square piece of plastic that has been molded or, you know, basically CNC machined or maybe printed with a, uh, with a printer. And they say they asked it to design a robot that could move around along a flat surface. Um, I guess there's going to be a big report coming out about this. And uh, so we'll see. But it took just a minute or so for the AI to design this, um, which seems to me a little bit far-fetched if you ask me if it, you know, but it took nine runs to get it right. But again, and it's only about the size of a, a bar of soap. It's not that big. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, they carved this out, but I don't know what, what's the other components that make this thing actually move. Uh, time will tell, but uh, we'll see what happens if the uh, once the report comes out and it's more detailed. X is thinking about three subscription tiers. Elon said last month that the platform will probably introduce a subscription fee for all its users. In the last few days, the story's taken a further twist <coughs> that with those three subscription fears. Those paying the most will see the fewest number of ads. The changes could see current premier tier, which starts at $8 a month, be divided into basic stand, basic standard and plus tiers. Now, Musk said in September that the platform is moving to have a small payment because that would be the only way to effectively deal with the vast army of bots plaguing the media site. The idea is that bring in fees for all accounts and make it more costlier for bot operators to set up fake accounts and that the hassle of setting up a new payment method for each one would also help the fight against the practice. In that case, it's hard to see how a fear free tier can remain. So time will tell what happens here. There's no official word on a possible subscription tier. But again, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens here. And uh, it's true. As soon as anytime something free, it just introduces all the bots. We experienced that at Blueberry. We made a free trial without credit card available and would have six, seven, eight hundred accounts a month being set up that were uh, just done by bots and they were fake. And uh, but when, as soon as we added the credit card required back to get the free trial, that stymied it. It just, it just immediately, that all went down the cliff. IBM CEO in, in damage control after a AI job loss comment. Now listen to this. 
IBM CEO Arvind Krishna. Speaking at an event in the U.S. this week, he said IBM has no intention of laying off tech staff such as developers or programmers. Instead, plans to ramp up hiring for roles in this area. I don't intend to get rid of a single one, he said. I'll get more. Christian added the company aims to increase the number of software engineers and sales staff over the next four years to accommodate for its heightened focus on generative AI. Instead, the hammer will largely fall on staff working in back office operations, aligned closely with what's been said before. Earlier this year, IBM announced plans to cut nearly 8,000 staff workers in positions spanning human resources in a bid to automate roles. The move means that anyone anywhere up to 7,800 jobs at the tech giant's HR division could be out, equivalent to around 30% of the overall workforce in the unit. IBM has also said it would halt hiring for roles in the division on account, in the division on account of positions being automated. So we knew this is going to pop up. We knew this is going to happen. 30% less people through automation, through AI, should not come as a surprise. And if you're not doing time playing with with AI every week and becoming the most smart person in your company about it, you need to get on it. Crypto venture funding dropped 63% and run up to FTX trial. Venture capitalists have been under fresh scrutiny for their role hyping up the crypto industry. But new data shows those investors have pulled back sharply from the industry they once helped build and promote. General funding for crypto startups plunged its lowest level since 2020 during the third quarter, telling me 63% from the same period last year. Apparently, only $2 billion in crypto has been invested during the quarter, which still seems like a lot to me. But uh, the crypto frenzy might be over. Microsoft is reigning in Bing's AI image creator, and the results don't make much sense. Stricter censorship of created pics means DALI 3 is even censoring itself, which is weird. In case you missed it, this creation system was upgraded to a whole new version, DALI 3, which is, is much more powerful, so much so that Microsoft knew that the supercharged DALI 3 was generating a lot of interest and traffic, so it might be a little sluggish. There's another issue with DALI 3, because as Windows Central observed, Microsoft has considerably reined in the tool since its recent revamp. There's been a lot of controversy about images been created. The problem, though, is that beyond people asking for extreme things, they've tried to tie, tighten the system down and not allow inappropriate pictures to be generated. But the censorship seems imposed is harder than expected. So maybe people are creating real kinds of crazy things that Microsoft got uh, all kinds of weirded out about. Net neutrality's court fate depends on whether broadband is telecommunications. As the FCC leans toward reinstating the net neutrality and regulating ISPs under Title II, the broadband sector is set to challenge the move. Previously, courts have upheld FCC's decisions. However, legal experts believe the current makeup of the Supreme Court may hinder the FCC's authority to classify broadband as a telecommunication service. The major question here is whether the FCC has authority, and they've tried to impose this before, 
But two former Obama administration solicitor generals argued in a white paper last month, there's every reason to think that a majority of the Supreme Court would vote against the FCC. So uh, what say you? What do you feel about the FCC trying to impose reinstalling net neutrality? What say you? This is really disturbing. And this, and this guy must be a, a, just an idiot. Department of Justice ex-soldier tried to pass secrets to China after seeking a subreddit about spy stuff. A former U.S. Army sergeant with a top-secret U.S. military clients created a Word document entitled Important Information to Share with Chinese Government, according to an FBI agent sworn declaration. The traitor, Joseph Daniel Schmidt, age 29, was arrested on Friday in San Francisco after disembarking a flight from Hong Kong. Officials said he was to appear in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California on Friday afternoon and be brought to the Western District of Washington for further court proceedings. The DOJ said the man's last duty post was in Western Washington at Joint Base Lewis McCord, a major U.S. A major Army installation, was charged with two federal felonies attempting to deliver national defense information and retention of national defense information. He said that Schmidt was part of the human intelligence squad, human. And believe me, when I say this, if, you're part, if, you're, if you have access to human intelligence, that, that's, that's, that's not given to many. That, that's, that's a very... It's a very small cadre of individuals, very, very small. And uh, his work fell under the Indo-Pacific Command, the DOD's Geographical Combatant Unit that covers Pacific Ocean and Indian Ocean regions, including China. It noted being trained in counterintelligence collections, human intelligence operation management, and human intelligence tradecraft, and also attended the Department of Defense Language Institute Chinese and Mandarin training. So he was a, obviously a Chinese speaker. He retired from active in January 2020, traveling to China, then back to the U.S., and then to Istanbul, before the U.S. again, and then going back to China in March 2020. Well, his travel stuff should have alerted someone. I, I still, I, I have no desire to go into mainland China or even go through Hong Kong. The FBI's declaration doc contains numerous allegations, but he was using public email addresses, Gmail, what else? This guy was no rocket scientist. <coughs> and the email he sent to the Chinese. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Hello, I'm a retired United States Army intelligence agent. I have a secret internal protocol routing PKI token that I'd like to reverse engineer to give to the U.S. to the Chinese government. This type of card is what U.S. intelligence agents use to gain access to secret internet protocol router network. Zipper, the intelligence network, to top secret documents and information. It's a very rare card to find outside of the intelligence community. And if used properly, it can improve China's ability to access the Zipper network. Wow. If I give you card, can you look at the security logger that uses for me? By the way, I'm sorry, my Chinese is bad. I don't know how to translate most of this terminology. I appreciate your patience. 
Where can I turn the card at? Thank you. So. Some of you have had to have some sort of a card to access a computer system or something like that. That's kind of what he's referring to. Obviously, when he retired, that would have been deactivated. The card would have been no good, but he was, he was you know, was looking to sell the encryption, reverse engineer the, 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 the token. Unbelievable. Yeah, he, this, this guy, going to go to jail, as he should for a long, long time. What an idiot. UK watchdog warned Snap over my AI chatbot privacy issues. Regulars issued preliminary enforcement notice to Snap outlining the ways in which the data generated by its young users don't seem adequately protected and has given the company a chance to respond. Revisional finds their investigation suggests a worrying failure by Snap to adequately identify and assess the privacy risk to children and other users before launching my AI. We've been clear that organizations must consider the risk associated with AI alongside the benefits. Today's preliminary enforcement notice should we take action in order to protect UK consumers and privacy acts. The ICA will decide whether an act of final enforcement notice, which could force SNAP to take down my AI in UK. So anyway, it's, uh, again, it's all about what you're putting in, where they're storing it. Who you're collecting it from. Never heard of this. Do any of you have a medical credit card? According to Lifehacker, medical credit cards are a bad idea. So I'll have a link in the show notes for you. If you know anyone that's got a medical credit card, if you had experience with one, let me know. I'd like to like to hear from you. And they say that even though the introductory rates and stuff are often favorable, it's the, 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 the devil's in the details on where the interest rates go um, after a set amount of period of time and stuff like that. So the uh, link will be up in the show notes as well. Think of signing up to Prime Video with ads. You might help Amazon make $6 billion. That's according to the industry analysis Lloyd Walmsley told Yahoo Finance that Prime Video may even may make even more money for its parent company if the coming ad tiers proves to be a success. So uh, the lure of cheaper ads based tiers, uh, plus a potential windfall from those willing to pay the extra two ninety nine to watch without ads, means Prime Video might become a bigger money maker. So. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Ransomware is getting quicker and sharper than ever before. Some ransomware threats are deployed within hours. In other words, they get into a system and instead of gathering more information, they deploy them to, in order to try to uh, get a payment quicker. And some of them are happening within hours of them getting into a system. And the driver for reduction in the median dwell time is likely due to cyber criminal desire for a lower chance of detection. And also that cybersecurity teams are getting better at finding these ransomware packages and, and shutting them out. A little bit of space news. Researchers identify largest ever solar storm 
Well, how did they figure it out? Well, did it right here on Earth. Researchers identified largest ever solar storm in ancient 14,300-year-old tree rings. At least this is in what we have available today. The radiocarbon spike was caused by a massive solar storm, the biggest ever identified. A similar storm today would be catastrophic for modern tech, potentially wiping telecommunications, satellite systems, causing massive electric grid blackouts and costing billions. So team of researchers from College de France, Oxmasai, and the University of Lees measured radiocarbon levels in ancient trees preserved within the eroded banks of the Drought River near Gap in southern French Alps. The tree trunks, which are subfossils, remains whose subfossils process is not complete, were sliced into tiny tree rings and has found individual rings identified as unprecedented spike in radiocarbon levels precisely 14,300 years ago. So, uh, Pretty cool science. Pretty cool science, indeed. Um, I'd love to see the um, what the actual ring looked like. I think it would be pretty cool to see it. Not, not probably couldn't see anything, to be honest with you. But, uh, um, yeah, they dubbed these out of the banks of the river. So, very, very cool. Google made billions with secret change to add auction logarithm. A witness has testified. Michael Winston, a professor of economics at MIT, said Friday that Google modified the way it sold text ads via Project Momiji, named for the wooden Japanese styles that have hidden space for friends to exchange secret messages. <coughs> the shift sought to rise prices against the highest bidders. I've always said this. Google advertising auction required the winner to pay only a penny more than the runner-up. In 2016, the company discovered that the runner-up had only had often bid only 80% of the winner's offers. This helped to help eliminate that 20 cent, 20% between the runner-up and the, what the winner was willing to pay. Google gave the second-place bidder a built-in handicap to make their offer more competitive. Winston said, citing internal emails and sealed testimony by Google finance executives, about two-thirds, more than 60% of Google's total revenue comes from search ads. So this is and isn't another thing happened in 2021. was another ad buying a logarithm to sneak out more money. It's just like them calling me and said, yeah, we'll help you for $50,000 compete against your competitors. But I'm sure they called my competitors and said, if you spend $60,000 now, you can beat him. It's just, it's really ugly. Washington, D.C., District of Columbia Board of Elections discloses data breach. Independent agency of the District of Columbia government is responsible for the administration of ballot access. On October 5th, they became aware of a cybersecurity incident involving District of Columbia voter records where the incident remains under investigations. According to an official statement, the data breach occurred at DataNet, which provides website hosting to the agency. As it came to light after a relative new ransomware named Ransom VC claimed to breach their system, Ixfell trading more than 600,000 lines of U.S. voter records. The stolen information includes driver's licenses, phone numbers, birth dates, addresses, email addresses, parcel security numbers, voter ID registration dates, political party affiliation, polling place. So here we go. 
Sam Bankman-Fried's lawyers are being subjected in a court filing. The lawyer shouldn't be allowed to use his $500 million investment in AI for Anthropic, which could be used to pay back FTX customers as evidence. FTX invested $500 million in Anthropic, the AI startup, last year. Anthropic looks to be valued at $30 billion as it's in talks with Google for further investment. Prosecutors argue the investment can't be used as evidence, basically swaying the jury to be a little more favorable to SBF. Defense may seek to elicit evidence about the current value of the defendant's investment in Anthropic. And of course, it's only increased in value. So uh, I don't want to allow him to have anything that's going to help him. Social media scams are costing Americans more than ever. Scammers on social media have stolen $2.7 billion from victims since 2021, according to the FTC. The recent explosion dropped shipping and cheap, but questionable Amazon or twos could account for a large portion of this fraud, especially when these sellers use targeted advertising. I ordered something uh, recently that never arrived. And uh, it took me a while to get my money back. But I was paying attention. It wasn't on Amazon, by the way. But, uh, you know, some online thing I responded to, and it just, money went down in a black hole. So be careful. Now, romance scams are still big. You know, make sure that you're, you're talking to your elderly Make sure you know that there's scammers are out there. Make sure that if they're on dating sites that you are actually actively involved in the conversations and making sure that they're, you know, don't ask for privacy details, but ask, have you done a video chat with this person? Have they asked you for money? You know, all these things. We need to make sure people are, um, are, are just made aware. People are lonely and people are preying on this on dating apps and so forth. So be careful. You know, I just need $20 in money for gas. I want to come see you. You know, those types of things. SpaceX been accused of paying less to women and minority engineers. The case filed in Superior Court of California was brought by a former SpaceX engineer on behalf of herself and a group of other employees. Alleged the company routinely pays female and or minority workers less than those that are male and white. Specifically, she claims she was hired as a propulsion engineer on a team of all male engineers for a salary of 92000 while her colleagues with similar or less experience were paid up to 115000 This came to light when the California law required salary ranges to be listed and her role range was 95 to 115 Now, SpaceX did have to increase her salary to 95000 but... This is about the California Equal Pay Act. And uh, I don't know why this, if this is true, why this still goes on. I really don't. So this coming Thursday is a big day. NASA is going to launch a mission to study a metal-rich asteroid. So it's set to launch. And... uh the spacecraft will launch on a SpaceX Falcon Heavy. I think this is only the ninth launch of a Heavy. It's going to go off, go up at 10.16 a.m. Eastern, weather permitting. So be aware of that. All right. So uh, I will be 
mid route <laughs> Uh, to the West Coast at that point. So um, I have a very, very, very early departure Thursday morning, 6 a.m. Oh, my God, way too early. So, um, but again, uh, I want to thank all of you for being here. Geeknews at gmail.com. Geeknews at gmail.com is the, is, the, is the website. Excuse me, it's the email address. And uh, it's been my pleasure to bring you the show tonight. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being part of the family. Uh, at Geek News on X, if you've got feedback for the show, that uh, promise to have some pictures on Facebook and so forth in a, in a, in a few days. And uh, look forward to spending the weekend with my uh, daughter, her husband, and my new grandbaby and uh, getting, to know, uh, getting to know her. So, uh, y'all, thank you very much. We'll be back here. Can't promise the exact date. But the, the countdown to 1700 continues, and, uh, but uh, we'll be there directly. So again, this is the close of the 19th year. We're starting on year 20 now. Amazing. It's amazing. 19 years since that fateful day in Waco, Texas, recording the first episode of the Geekness Central podcast, opening with ACDC back in black. Yeah, can't do that anymore. Um, that's why episode one and two are non-existent online or they're somewhere, but I haven't been able to find them. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next time. Take care. Uh, we'll be back soon for another edition of the Geek and Central podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.